What's good, party people? It's your main man, MMA Bob Milk, and I am back. I am back. Yes. Oh, you hear? Yeah, buddy. You know you hear that sound. You know what time it is, boy. It is fight day, people. It is fight day. Okay, so. Listener questions. Okay, so I have two. If you have a listener question that pertains to the upcoming car, like the two that I have today, it will be uh, either your audio will be played during suspect picks or I'll read off the question during suspect picks, which I have. I have a written question and I have an audio. Otherwise, anything outside of that will go over to recaps, my recaps and repent. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to stick with that name, but I separated the two. So what used to everything, what used to all happen on suspect picks, suspect picks, I used to do listener questions, recaps, and the next fight card. Usually it's UFC, especially with my schedule, because it's usually after the weigh-ins, which aren't until Friday. But I'm trying to find a way to do uh, suspect picks for the other fight cards, like one championship, LFA, Cage Warriors, Bellator, etc. But if you're new here, it's usually um, the podcast is focused on UFC. So, yes, I have two. I have an audio and I have a written question that's going to start off the this episode of Suspect Picks. Hey, MMA by Milliken. It's the MMA Catfish. Your brother, I got a suspect pick for you. Aaron Blanchfield. I know everybody loves Andrade. But I'm telling you, Blanchfield is hot right now. She's coming into a must-win situation. I know it's short notice, and she's the underdog. But I think she wins this fight. And sadly, I think this is the break point where we start to see Andrade on a downslide. What do you say? I'm out. FMP. Oh, yo, and my dick's so hard right now. We're ready hard to get knocked the fuck out. <laughs> my man catfish yeah yeah I, I hopped on a timeline this morning and yeah that's all i saw yeah uh, always a good day when greg hardy gets knocked out. i just never you know it wasn't you know a lot of people because uh you know he likes to beat women it, it i just didn't like him as a as a as a person straight up he didn't have to do anything i just straight up never liked that dude as a human being, just a cocky, arrogant, just a cocky, arrogant slob. He's just that typical big man bully who thinks because of his size walking around 290 because he wants to, you know, not because he wants to get because he's in shape because it's because he wants to because he's a weight bully. He's a, I hate. <sighs> yeah, you know, but yeah, yeah, always. Yeah. <laughs> the. Man, MMA Twitter, we argue and bicker, but man, we get on the same page with some things. And that was the first time, I, I mean, a UFC fight card uses when MMA Twitter's arguing the most because, you know, it's half of them are saying, oh, this fight card sucks. The other half, like the hardcore is like, no, nah, no, nah, this is good, man. We're going back and forth or they're arguing about or they're still arguing about Islam or the pay-per-view that just passed or the pay-per-view that's coming up. For once, on a Saturday morning, MMA Twitter is united, finally. Something unites us all. Uh, <laughs> yeah, hey, look, man, Aaron Blanchfield, because right now, 
this young woman is only a, a plus 106 underdog because a lot of well this is early numbers so i don't know what the numbers are these are the bet rivers so if you are new to the podcast what i do is i do something called suspect picks and it's what it says Sus- these picks are suspect but the main thing is just doing a breakdown of the fights that's my bread and butter is doing a breakdown of the fights where i give people an input on my thoughts on different fighters so that you really so you can make your decision on who you think will win and also too the reason why you gotta listen is because if you just go by my post when i do my um when i do my uh picks my little illustrations don't you need to listen to the podcast so you understand why i picked who i picked because nine times out of ten i probably said well look slash some change on the underdog and yeah i mean She's one of the best underdogs on this card. I got she's not my official underdog. I'm going with Jessica Andrade as my official pick. The 24 and 9 superstar. But yeah, Blanchfield is a yeah. And and parlay submission. I think that if she is going to win, I think she could win by decision. I think she could outpace. The smart thing to do with Andrade is really just to stick and move. Threaten the takedown. Because I think Andrade will be a little bit more hesitant. I don't think she's going to throw bombs like she did against Murphy. Like with Murphy, I think she knew the takedown was going to come. But it was like, okay, Murphy isn't that great a striker, and she's kind of slow, so converge on her and just throw the bombs to knock her out. She threw the knockout punch, but that damn Lauren Murphy with that rock head, she wouldn't go out. She wouldn't go out. Now, you know, uh, with Aaron, she's, she's only 23 years old. If anyone could amass speed in a short period of time and get better footwork and better striking, is Aaron Blanchfield. She could certainly do that. She's young enough to do that in a short period of time. I hope she doesn't come in with her usual style because it's you know, her usual style of striking is not good. And she relies too heavily on her takedowns at time. And she's just been kind of blessed with going up against other wrestlers. So credit to her. Like She out-wrestling Miranda Maverick still blows me away. And, you know, uh, J.J. Aldrich, I don't know what's going on with her striking. I thought she would have a better showing. But that's the thing, you know. I'm not trying to bash Aaron Blanchfield, but she certainly, that's the problem with this matchup is she just, I mean, you talk about a resume. We just got Andrade. I mean, good grief. You know, to me, I don't care who she lost to. Like, it's the fact that she fought so many great women. Damn near every great woman going. Now, um, but, yeah, that's a great pick, Um Catfish, thank you, man. Thanks for coming, man. It's good to hear your voice. Good to hear your voice again, brother. Yes, Aaron Blanchfield is a, a excellent. She's not even that suspect of a pick to me. Like she's a, but I love it. I love it. So we got Catfish. His suspect pick is Aaron Blanchfield. Mine's is Jessica Andrade to win to lay uh, Aaron Blanchfield out. Uh, but either way, it's a learning lesson. It's a learning experience for both of them because Vondrash gets caught on the ground. She understands it's black belt and ju- Brazilian jiu-jitsu versus black belt and Brazilian jiu-jitsu. So this is a big test because it's like, to me, Andrade is the most dangerous grappler going. But we see her struggle. We see her struggle offensively, uh, defensively. Defense. We see, you know, a lot of jiu-jitsu practitioners, a lot of them say, like, they don't necessarily want to be on their back like Damon Maya loves to, or Mackenzie Dern, or even Gilbert Burns. A lot of them are more offensive-minded, and like wrestlers. 
And I think that's why a lot of them are having success versus wrestlers because they, they have the same, they're starting to have the same mentality and the same kind of physical conditioning. Because before that wasn't the case, you know, it was hard to, you know, you do the Gracie jujitsu, which by the way, this is a Renzo Gracie Academy. And of course, Eddie Bravo tournament winner in Aaron Blanchfield. Yeah, man. Well, you know, like like if uh, Andrade gets taken out on the ground, she needs to sharpen up those tools and stop forgetting that she is a grappler. But on the flip side of that, if Aaron Blanchfield sadly gets dumped on her head the way that Doug Rose did, she knows that she can't depend on the wrestle. Can't depend on the wrestle all the time. Speaking of which, uh, one person that she lost to, is she the best wrestler in the division? Oh, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Because the person she lost to over at Invicta was Tracy Cortez. Oh. Oh, you know, and Tatiana Suarez is there. Aaron Blanchfield getting this big push if she fails at this mission. Again, like I said, there's no failure here. She's on currently on a seven-fight win streak. If she does fail on her mission, it's just going to be a learning experience. No harm, no foul. She's going in there against one of the most dangerous women division. Thanks again. Thank you, Catfish. Also, too, Joey, my man, Joey McKenna. So I essentially answered your question, Joey. <laughs> my man, Joey McKenna. Yeah, check both of these individuals out on the timeline. Uh, it's Cooking with Catfish on Instagram and on Twitter, as he likes to say. He is. Wait, hold on. Get Joey real quick. Who you like? Andrade or Blanchfield? I like both. I like both. You know, I like both. But my yeah, my official pick is Power Driver. But I like both women. You know, um, this would be a learning experience. Uh, Aaron is someone who. Oh, and congratulations to Andrade for signing that extended contract. More money. That's how you gotta do it. You gotta you gotta destroy your opponents. And even when you lose, because think about Andrade, she doesn't lost a lot in the UFC. But when she does, she goes out on her shield. If it goes by a decision, it's a good fight. Like she's, man, performance of the performance of the night winner made history. I mean, man, Andrade. Let me tell y'all something. Let me tell y'all. Let me tell you something. Let me tell y'all something, man. Just this, this, this how you want. You gotta, you gotta get the, you gotta pull the money from them. Thanks to both men for their questions, fellas. What you gotta do? You gotta do what Jessica Andrade does. And you you gotta you gotta go out and you shield. That's why Andrade is just, she's fearless. She is truly fearless. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with fighters having fear. I mean, because I don't think you know. I still believe that Michelle Waterson is scared of Andrade, as she should be. <laughs> as she should be. This woman has nine finishes via strikes, eight by eight when eight by some eight finishes via submission, seven wins by decision. She, I mean, I'm scared of her. I'm a grown ass man. Three fight win streak. She is four and one in her last five. Destruction. Pure destruction. The body count. Okay. The body count. Caitlin Kagan, body blow, TKO. We all saw that. Cynthia Cavill, same thing. Got hit in the body. And that's why I fear it will happen to Aaron Blanchfield. The problem with being a wrestler is you don't have much. Distance management should be a key element to a wrestler, but a lot of them don't when it comes to the striking. We have the number three versus the number 10 in the division right here, headlining this matchup here. But let me, let me just, let me just, can I talk about Jessica Andrade real quick? We got former strawweight champion 
Tied with Thug Rose and Amanda Lemos for most finishes in the UFC strawweight division, most knockouts in UFC women's strawweight division. She's the one woman who first first got a one-punch KO in the UFC. You heard me. Tied with Amanda Nunes for most wins in UFC women's history at 15. Of course, tied with Angela Hill for most. I'm not sure if she's still. She might have won over Angela with this fight right here. Um, but as far as I know, she's tied with Angela Hill with most bouts in UFC women's history. And most fight night bonuses. You can't get that money from the UFC. Get those fight night bonuses. Get those performance bonuses like Andrade has done. Then you force them even more. Oh, you need my help. You know, they call, apparently called Andrade up on the phone while she was with mom. I'm with mom. What y'all want? Just got finished fighting. Hands are sore. What do you want? Can you please help us with this main event? We screwed up. Santos can't make it. Can you, can you help us? You know, I don't know. You know, had to start a goddamn OnlyFans. Being butt-ass naked to make money. I need to do something. UFC, they did something. You got, but you got to wait till they need you. That's the sad part. I know that sucks, right? But you, that's you got to do. You got to wait till they need you, and then you can, you know. But you got, you got to perform. You got to perform. But the catch is, when they come to you, you got to fight. That I ain't gonna fight this person. Like I hate to say it, but Juliana Pena, who, whose fighter, is in our co-main event, Zach Poga. Boga, Puoga, yeah. Uh, who's in our uh, co-main with Jordan Knight? Oh, you know, oh that I oh see Andrade don't know about that, but oh if I was there, if I was her manager, I'd be like, wait, you want her to come in? Wait, okay, you, the main fell out. Now, now the co-main is the main. Wait, who? What's the new co-main? Oh, we you know we got Jordan right. I'm, oh no, 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 no! You got to cough up more money. I'll tell them straight, you got the call for she gonna be the co-main to some goddamn Beverly Hills ninja. I seen that, I was just like, oh hell no. I know damn well this is not the co-main. I know good hell well this ain't the co-main. Man, but anyway, one more thing about Jessica Andrade before I move on to the rest of the suspect picks. If you do have a gambling problem, please seek help. 1 800 Gambler. Please get out. Okay, if you're on a timeline yelling at fighters, arguing with fighters, you messed up my parlay. If you're one of those people, please seek help. You have an addiction. You're stupid and you have an addiction. No. She, uh, I got mad, like I said, when Pollyanna Botello. I can't, like I said, I did get mad. I was, I was upset that day. I was, goddamn, I was upset. I, I couldn't even look at pictures of her. I was, I was upset. She's not a bad-looking woman. You know, I was, ah, she must be, ah, I was mad for a while. Uh, and again, I wish her well with her battle with cancer. Right now she's battling cancer. And uh, I wish her well, wish her strength, and I hope she recovers and get the Bellator. They need her. She's uh, now, she just got finished fighting Invicta, and she uh, is apparently at Bellator. They need her. They could use her assistance there, and I think she would do well. I hope she recovers. I was mad at her for a while, but to come on the timeline and arguing with fighters is, is, is juvenile delinquency at its finest. But yeah, uh, one more thing about Jessica Andrade. She, um, she's the reason, because a lot of people are like, what the hell is a pound for pound list? What is it? What is its significance? I never understood it. I don't care for it. I heard that in boxing. The thing about boxing is that was debated over at boxing because heavyweight was such a big deal. So nine times out of ten, you were just debating heavyweight. When it came to boxing. 
before the Mayweathers and all that, you were just really debating heavyweights. So, yeah, who is the pound for pound? That was the dar- heavyweights, the darling of both MMA and boxing. But, um, so that was the debate. Like, who, you know, you didn't have to worry about weight classes. You didn't have to worry about, well, if the person was the same size as this other person. That was the thing I keep hearing. Like, oh, well, the pound for pound is if the person is the same size, they would win. I think that's a stupid definition. I always thought that was a dumbass definition. Jessica Andrade is proof of that. She has fought six women who are in the pound for pound list right now. She's fought six of them. Not only that, she could fight Nunez to next week. She fought at Bantamweight. I could see her hitting Nunez with a body punch and fold Nunez over like a lawn chair. She's the one person I could see just, you know, Nunez is getting over on her and then pam. Pit, pit, two punches, and Nunez on the ground. If she, if Nunez can get caught with a jab from Juliana Pena, I don't see her doing real. You know, I expect her to actually smother Andrade and win the way she did versus GDR. Because Andrade is just a little too short. Yeah, I just think the height difference, height and reach would be too much. But that's what I said about Caitlin Chukagan. And, well, we saw what happened to her. And I wouldn't be surprised if Andrade got Nunez up and slammed her the way she gets everybody up and slams her. Because the height difference isn't that much. Because it won't be the same height and reach won't be the di- any much different. I mean, Nunes has like the longest reach, I think, going. Other than the real tall fighters, I think she has one of the longest reaches going. But still, you know, it'd be similar to the Chicagan fight. Yeah, I could see her tanking that stupid low leg kick that Nunes does to start off a fight. Boom, get hit right in her body. Backing up, boom, get hit right in the chin. I can see it happening. So we're talking about someone who could not only who could fight everyone in her division. So that if they're the same size as no. Nope. She can fight and probably beat everybody that's in that pound for pound list. Or someone could teach. She's the one person. Even get past Wei Lee. Even get back. She's the one person. Andrade is the one person who could be taught right now. Look, here's our plan for each fight. Okay. We will utilize this technique for each fight. Because she's already solid when it comes to rest. She's one of the most dangerous grapplers going. You know what I mean? So that's on lock. Again, we'll see what what happens against Blanchford, Blanchfield. But, yeah. So that 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 logic should be flushed down the toilet. And then I'm like, some of the match, some of the fighters that's on the men's pound for pound list, I'm like, wait, Aljo can't fight Brandon Marino? Brandon Marino can go to Bantamweight and fight Aljo? What are you talking about? Well, if they were the same size, I was like, what are you talking about? Volkanovski doesn't even. I think Aljo's taller than Volkanovski. He's bantamweight. I no, no, no. And he can move up to featherweight too. Aljo could go up to featherweight. I say no. This is this is a stupid logic to me. Pound for pound is your resume. Is the resume? Why is Nunez up the top? Not because she beat everybody. Because she lost to Pena, and I don't know about her beating Andrade. She is because of her resume. No one has the resume of Amanda Nunez. That's why she's considered the goat. No one has her resume. And ironically, it would be Andrade who would be probably a co- who would probably end up being a close second uh, in terms of resume. You know, I can't say Holly Holm because he lost to Misa Tate. You know what I mean? She lost to Nunez. Like, so, you know, I came, you know, like Misha should still be on the list because she's a part of history. So as long as Misha fights, she should be on the pound for pound list because she's a part of history. And she can rack up, still rack up wins. But it, the resume, what they've done. Like Volkanovski, what he's done. I will put him above Islam because of what he's done. Now, should Islam be at the top? Yeah. Sure. I don't care. I kind of giggle that Volkanovski's at the top, though. I get a laugh out of that. 
But yeah, I just wanted to throw that in there because Andrade to me is the example that that logic of being the same size. It's, I know it's not fair because it's only three weight classes in women's, but it's not like not too many strawweights. It's not too many strawweights that can go up the bandweight and succeed the way that Andrade has. I, I don't see Angela Hill moving up the bandweight and not getting killed. You hear I me? Mean? I don't see Michelle Waterson moving up to bandweight and not getting killed. She fought at flyweight. I think she'll be fine at flyweight, but you know, straw bantamweight. Nah, Michelle Waterson would get killed. She's too small. You know, Luma, Luke, boom, me, Bantamweight gets killed. Andrade, nah. You know, so that, if they're just, nah. Nah. You know, so that, she proves that that logic is flawed. I obviously don't have, I'm not picking the Beverly Hills Ninja. He shouldn't even be here. Zach needs to win, though. Okay. He If it goes to a decision, that's not going, to me, that's still not going to be good. I can see his contract getting cut, getting completely tore up if he don't beat the hell out of the Beverly Hills Ninja. We got Josh Parisian. Another thing I want to stress with this fight card, Jordan Wright, LFA, and the Contender Series, Zach, LFA, and Cage Warriors. And you just know Zach, Juliana, speaking of Juliana, Binya, Ultimate Fighter Season 30 winner, coming off of getting brutalized by Muhammad Usman, uh, <laughs> I was gonna say do the Rick James thing again, but I'm, I'm gonna leave him alone. I'm gonna I gotta stop talking about the brothers like that. I'm, I'm gonna leave him alone. I'm gonna leave Usman alone. The other Usman alone, big brother Usman alone. All right, so we got um, yeah, I got the favorites for first two for our main and co-main, and I don't. And yes, I agree with a lot of people. I agree with a lot of people. It's no way. There's no way I would put light heavyweight and heavyweight. Internet rank fighters in a co-main, even on a fight night card. This might Will Knight. Oh, man, there's no way. Cardio is that dude's enemy. There's no way he's out of CFFC and CES. CES. Jasperian, fifteen and five. He's the plus one ninety five underdog. Jamal. Proges, 9-3, minus 250. Favorite in this matchup here. Out of Bellator, he is 4-1 in his last five. Two-time, two can it? Two-time contender series alumni. Two-fight win streak. And I think I mentioned already, yeah, Jasperian, LFA, and Aries FC. Yeah, I got to get, you know what I mean? Got to get used to that. Fire up, fight, pass, man. What's wrong with y'all? Now, because uh, the numbers aren't great for Marcin Pacino, 15 and 6 at a minus 108. Uh, parlay, maybe for KO. I don't know what to tell y'all about that one. Um, I just, I hope someone gets knocked out. But if William Knight makes it to the third round, I will be shocked. The fight, yes, should, that should be the co-main. Yeah, you know how, if you listen to my podcast before, you know how I feel about the geezers. You know how I feel about the old timers. At lightweight, we got Jim Miller. The balls of steel. 35, now, 35-16, uh, apparently he has 40 UFC fights. Ah, okay. I don't I don't know. My math is off with that one. Alexander Hernandez is 13-6. and six. He is the minus 245 favorite. Now, I'm picking Alexander Hernandez. I suspect that the young man will understand that he's going in there with one of the best grapplers going. Okay, you got someone when you go in there against an old timer 
who is actually on a win streak, which is crazy. These old timers are on. I can't believe how some of these old timers end up on win streak. Former CFFC lightweight champion is Jim Miller, 39 years old, a 10 NCAA Division One wrestler, black belt Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. 19, count them, 19 finishes via submission. I don't need to mention anything else, but yes, he is 3-2 and two in his last five. Started AIFL New Jersey, went from there straight to UFC 89, and just evolved into the legend that we see, the living legend, living legend that we see today. I criticize the old-timers, but yes, I hope that he cashes as a fantastic underdog. And like I said, I'm picking Hernandez because this young man should be smart enough to know that he needs to piece Jim Miller up before he gets caught in a guillotine or God knows what from Jim Miller. <laughs> God knows what Jim Miller put people in. You know what I mean? Angle lock, knee bar, you name it. I suspect that this man, this young man, will be smart enough not to get caught in those things and light Jim Miller up like a Christmas tree. But yeah, it would be funny to see Jim Miller cash with the finish via submission. That would be funny. If I want to do a parlay, that's that's Jim Miller. That's the parlay that you do. I mean, he might win by decision. That that money that has to be like. I haven't looked at the plus for that one. It must be high. It must be high. We have Nassim Sedikov. We have 71 versus 71. Evan Elders, Nazim Sadilov. Nazim, of course, formerly Fury FC, also Contender Series. Scored a victory. Uh, well, he's coming off of the Contender Series. Scoring a victory there via finish. Going up against Evan Elder, who is also LFA. There goes that. There it go again. Oh, there you go again. He's coming off of a loss uh, with his UFC debut. He's also from formerly, oh, no, AFC. You know what? No, wait. Because I was getting confused with this card because I know somebody was out of Icon, uh, Jorge, and he's out of FAC. I wonder what the hell is going to happen with FAC going forward, if they're even still around. I haven't checked. I've been, I don't know what it is. I haven't been checking FAC, I don't know what's going on with me with that one. But anyway, but anywho, I am going to go with the 195 favorite, Nassim. At women's bantamweights, we have number four ranked versus number 12, Lena Lanesburg, who is 10 and 7. This makes no man 10 and so what the hell is she still doing in the UFC? I don't understand, man. I don't understand. Maria Bueno Silva, she is 9 2 and 1. She's a minus 455. She is the highest favorite on the card for a good reason. This is this is ridiculous. She should beat. It's just too, man. Man, you want to you, I would skip past walk past everybody. If I was if I was Dane, if I was a boss, one of the bosses. I don't know what the hell is going on with Sean Shelby. Man, I want to what is he? He must be drunk. He must get drunk with these fight cards, man. Like, the card itself isn't bad. I mean, you know, but it's just like the lineup. Like, why do we, what is it? Like, you got, look, lightweight, lightweight, featherweight should be in the main card, period. Unless the fighters are ranked, they should be in the main card. You got ranked fighters who also, hey, they're ranked. Put them in the main. This is, and if you're not confident in two ranked fighters, like, well, more so Lena Lanesburg. But anyway, if you're not confident in them, you can put them on the prelims. 
fix, don't fix it. Kick them off the rankings. Fix it. God, man. Anyway, for Maria Bueno Silva, congratulations to her. I done trashed her. Him about to wish her congratulations. But no, you know what? She has what it takes. She's just very arrogant and cocky and doesn't come in. Arrogant and cocky equals not a good plan, not a plan at all, or poor execution of a plan. That's my issue with her. She should be doing way better than what she's doing. She's too well-rounded. This is ridiculous, okay? She's too well-rounded. She can win via she can she can win via knockout one of these days. She can definitely win versus uh I mean she beat Stephanie Edgar. Stephanie Edgar is a high-level jiu-jitsu practitioner and a judo black belt, if I'm not mistaken. Is it like after that? It's like, yo, you don't got. I would walk right to her. I would walk past everybody and walk to her. Like, yeah, let's dig this here. If I was one of the bosses there, I'd be like, listen, dig this here, okay? You, 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 you need to come through. I don't care who else is on here. You need to come the hell through. This is ridiculous. You got no business being in the situation that you in, okay? I would show her too. You are minus. You may not care about betting, but you are minus goddamn four fifty five. Damn favorite in this matchup here. Get it. Get together. Get it together. Goddamn. Finish this goddamn fight. Kick, so we can kick her off. Kick Lena Lanesburg off this goddamn rankings. No switch. No switch them. Just kick her off. Ten and seven. Come on, man. Anyway, anyway. Obviously, you know who I'm going for. Marina, uh, Maria Bueno Silva, and she should win by finish. This is ridiculous. This is outrageous. I'm tired of her, man. I'm serious. I, I'm tired. Oh, you know who else I'm tired of? Speaking of get some geezers on this joint. I mean, Bueno Silva, she just seems older than what she is. She's only 30 years old. But both of them been around, you know, way too long to be in the situation that they're in. This is ridiculous. But anyway, over in St. Prue, I know you're like, what? Well, they're, they're ranked. Milliken, what more do you want? I want them to do. Lena shouldn't be there. She shouldn't be ranked. And Silva should be doing more. She should be floating between Bantamweight and Flyweight, terrorizing those divisions. This is ridiculous. But anyway, anyway. Another geezer, Ovin St. Prue. Boy. I tell you. Well, he broke his two fight losing streak by defeating the legendary, the all, I mean, just one of the legends in this sport. Mauricio Shogun Hua, who thankfully retired. Congratulations to him. Hope he enjoys retirement. And uh, hopefully, Ovin St. Prue, formerly of Strike Force, man. Former KOTC Light Heavyweight Tournament winner. Performance of the night seven times. Most bomb flu jokes, missions. This 39 years old. Uh, he beat. Shogun at uh, UFC 274. He is the plus 170 underdog versus Felipe Lenz, who who looked good at light heavyweight. Look good at like both of them look good on the scale. You know, I'm like when I saw light heavyweight, I was like, yeah, right. <laughs> like whatever, man. We'll see. I thought for sure it's all. I can't do it. Can we do? Can we do heavyweight? I thought for sure I was going to see that, but no, they look fantastic on the scales. My most suspect pick. I repeat, my most... Oh, wait, I forgot a fight. Oh, wait, wait. Pump the brakes. Kasim Askarov, 23-0, and 0, minus 155, favorite going up against Jamal Emrys. Oh, my goodness. I forgot a fight, didn't I? Man, getting old. Damn it, getting old. Yeah, oh, man, listen. So, this is my... So, my lock on the night is this young man right here. 
Kusim Askarov. Here's my lock on the Knights. Okay, I, now Jamal Emers. He witnessed what happened with, between, you know, the merger, or it was a merger or transition from RFA to LFA. You know why? Because he was there. Because he was there. Former Hero FC and Smash Global Featherweight Champion. Pinnacle trains out of Pinnacle MMA coming off a hill hook loss to Pat Sabatini. He's three and two in his last five. Seven finishes via strikes. Three by submission. Eight wins by decision. Lost to Julian Arosa on Dana White's contender series. 11 in 2018. And a young man that he is going up against. When you check out his highlight reels, it's just him conversion on his opponents. He actually has. Kusin is the W. He's a WWFC bantamweight and featherweight champion. There we go. And most people they know him for you know, like I said, you see his highlight reels and he's just bum rushing his opponents. But he does have ten kind of ten finishes via submission, six by via strikes. And seven wins by decision. And he's coming. This is his UFC debut. He was supposed to go to the Contender Series. I think last year, the year before last. And then he's supposed to come in and face off against Herbert Burns. And uh, I think it was UFC on ABC. And that got canceled. And so here he is. Here he is. He is my lock on the day. But yeah, over in St. Prue, he is my most suspect pick of the night. I'm picking him. As, he's my underdog pick. You know, I always try to get an underdog pick. That's probably not a good one. I need to go with Catfish with Aaron Blanchfield. He probably has the best underdog pick on the night. But I'm going to stick with over in St. Prue. Hey, they're suspect picks. What did I say? We got A.J. Fletcher, 9-2, and two, going up against Thimba uh, Gorimbo. Uh, who might be also a underdog pick. I'm going with the 279, two, minus 275 underdog, A.J. Fletcher. But Thimba might spoil the party, man. That height and reach bothers me, Jack. That height and reach advantage bothers me, man. I'm like, I don't you know. It's more than that, but boy, I'm, boy, I'm like, I don't know. I think the ghost might get turned into one. <laughs> Uh, speaking of the ghost, he is on a two-fight losing streak. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's struggling after the contender series. You know, flying knee. Now, you know, that's how it usually goes, right? You end up struggling when they get their regular, uh, when they go for their regular fights, you know. But he has four finishes via strikes, four by submission, one win by decision. So we'll see. And then Themba. 10 and 3, he has six finishes via submission, one via strikes, and three wins by decision out of EFC. I have, I'm going with AJ, I'm hesitantly going by AJ, going with AJ Fletcher. And of course, we got Juan Carlo Ronderos. He's a plus 245 underdog in his matchup here. Former WXC flyweight champion, 27 years old out of Bogota, Colombia. I believe his coach is 
Dennis Davis coming off of his USC debut loss versus David Dvorak. And the other person who is a high is a very high uh, minus. Now, of course, that doesn't mean anything because we saw this at the pay-per-view last week where I cashed on that underdog, baby. So, you know, minus 315 favorite means absolutely nothing. We'll see if Clay Carpenter will maintain his O. He is 6-1 as an amateur and, of course, undefeated as a pro. Coming off his UD win on the contender series over Edgar Clare. Clarice, believe. Yeah. And I'm going to go with him at flyweight. This is another fight that should be on the main card. Sean Shelby is out here. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I could be wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. You know, the man is, I mean, you know, he, you know, Sean Shelby, you know, he sometimes when he schedules fights and they seem weird, it, it seems to work out at times, you know, so I'm, I'm not, you know, we'll see. We, we shall see. Okay. Well, that does it. Again, if you ask the question, I apologize for not getting it. But remember, unless it has something. If you ask a question that had pertained to this card, I apologize. I apologize. But guess what? We'll see if you did a fight prediction as well. Or if you ask me for one, we'll see how my picks did. It's no problem. And I'll still read the question on recaps. So when I do recaps, I separate the show. So it's suspect picks. I'll answer questions if they pertain to the current upcoming cards. Uh, the current cards. Now, I do have questions for future cards, that, future fights that are coming up. I'm going to answer those when I do recaps. You know, because then I can go on more depth and there's no pressure about, you know, who wins or not. But, yeah, you know, and then I think that's the best place for me to do some early suspect picks. A lot of times people listen to this and they might want some advice on who to bet on. A lot of people place their bets early. I don't. Um, but, yeah, yeah. So hope you guys enjoy the fights. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Hope everybody stays safe, stay strong, and stay positive. Take it easy.